On today's episode of Family History Run, we are talking about, is the PID reference fixed on messages? I mean, ugh, come on, right? What is a message to turn enable relationship viewing and what exactly does it do? And ordinances ready is only bringing ordinances for my gender. Why is that? Yes, we're going to answer all of the questions and a whole lot more today. I promise it's going to be a really great episode. So stay tuned. Hello out there. Don't know if anyone's going to show up. I was kind of late putting the event out there. But I did put it in for next time already. Next week, actually. Yeah, we've been terrible. Oh, we have one person out right. there. Yay! Oh, three, four. Well, you did see us. <laughs> I got to bring out my Facebook here. Hi so. from Tempe. Oh, hi, Larry. That's my sister-in-law. Yes, Ron was given this assignment to let you all know early in the week. And you see that he got it done Wednesday night. I'm trying to see if I what? see it on here and I'll see it. Post videos. No. Great. They must be seeing it because they're responding to it. Yeah, they are. I see. I'm just going to get my phone going because last time I it broke its connection and then I wasn't getting any. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he did tell me that. And thanks for all your nice wishes. We are figuring out what's going on with with me. So. Alabama. Oh, when did you get a big screen, Larry? Well, she probably always had a big screen in their family room. Well, I don't know. I've never seen their, you know. That's great. They can see all of our warts. Yeah. You know, we're not projecting in high def, thank goodness. Shoot. Yeah, and there's Daisy. She heard the bell. She's Pavlov's dog. She now thinks that somebody is at the front door. Okay. Hey. Hey, hey. <coughs> Hello from Alabama. Yeah, Let's I know. It's Des Moines. Johns Creek, Georgia. Wow. Marie. Yeah, thanks for staying up. I mean, on that East Coast, that's... Oh, there he said something right there. We see you. Uh-uh. We do ago. need to come to Texas. We really do need to come home. And oh, great. Hi, Dad. <laughs> I'll, I'll stay on this side of the screen then. And you can look at lovely hair. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We were just commenting that he needs a haircut. Yeah. Getting on. All righty. Well, thank you everybody for coming. And hopefully this time, because I got another tab open to kind of see if uh, if anything's happening over there. So if I see movement and stuff right here, then that's good. So um, thank you for coming. Uh, you know, for those of you that might be going, that uh, Roots Tech London is happening. Uh, oh, that's right. When is that happen? Next week. Next, next week. week. 
They tried to get him to go, but he won't. No, they didn't even ask me. Oh, they did too. No, they did not. They didn't even ask me. Oh, Roots Tech didn't, but the people did. Yeah, but Roots Tech didn't. No, didn't Roots Tech people, I don't know. They're uh, on the crowd They're list. fine. <laughs> they are fine. There's anything wrong about that. That's their choice. They, they have a, you know, a, a clientele they're going for. So we're not going to say anything. That's true. I shouldn't have done it. Please excuse me. I apologize. I apologize. Yeah. Okay, so okay, so there was uh, uh, Shelly, oh, no, Karen, no, Shelly. Shelly. Shelly uh, wrote in about um, what happened to the time when it when the little attached sources or edits or stuff like that used to say things like uh, two hours ago or yesterday or three days ago, and then it would go for a certain distance, and then it would – turn into uh, a date and it's just because that takes up space and it, and it has to be translated in all our languages and we don't necessarily all have that and, be, and it's because it takes up space and we have to keep translating it we just dropped it and put in the date the month the day the year so sorry that's the reason why we did it was to save space reduce the expense of translation and also save space on the page when we need to. So here's someone else. Here's uh, Joy who said that they have a friend. No, it's a cousin, a DNA a cousin in Denmark, and they want to share, but she doesn't speak English well enough to use it and wants to know if there are plans to translate the tree into Danish. Yeah, we're actually in the process of looking at several different languages to see if we can translate it. Danish is on the list, but uh, we'll have to wait and see if we can get that taken care of. Um, so I'm not promising you when or if it gets done at all, but wow. it is one of the countries we are looking at to see to add to Family Tree. I would imagine a lot of my relatives, the Danish ones, would love that. Yeah. It's just, uh, you know, it's a budget thing, and we have to, you know, pick so many languages a year to add, and it is oh. on the list, though. And this was from Jesse. It said, when a person dies, do al albums created in their account remain intact? Yeah, when a, when a person dies... Um, nothing nothing changes in the system. Nothing happens. The only thing that happens is their account gets disabled. That's it. So the memories are all still there. The albums are all still there. The names in their tree and their living are all still there. Everything's the same except that their account is disabled. And this is members because we don't we haven't got a process in there right now to, to know when non-members die. But... Uh, so nothing changes, and everything's there. Often I get questions about, well, what happens to the reservation list? And uh, right now, nothing. It just sits there and will uh, expire as the, as the expirations happen. Uh, if uh, family members can call support and request that they be released, and it'll release those, uh, re it'll release those uh, names to the back to the tree. We have someone from Paraguay. Is that true? I saw Paraguay. That. Paraguay. 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 Well, welcome. I don't even know what time it is there in Paraguay. No, that's cool. Uh, yeah, I don't even know the uh, how many hours ahead or behind. Anyway, so that's what happens when when a member dies. Their they become their home. If they had an account, their home person becomes uh, deceased and moves into the public world. The rest of their living stays put, and all the memories stay put, and uh, nothing else changes. Cool. 
Okay, uh, this is from Sandy. It says, I've noticed some changes are being made to the message mailbox. It's nice to have a way to see the contact information of the person we're messaging. However, the link to the person's page that we are messaging about has disappeared. Not good. I really hope that this was just a glitch. It will be taken care of. That link was vital in helping us return yeah. back to the page we were discussing. Also, on the same bar where the link used to be, it says, type a recent contact's name. What is this for? How can we remove a name that is put there by accident? Accidents. And it would be helpful helpful in the feature to and be yeah, able to organize. Those are three separate questions. I know. Well, let's just do okay, one let's at do, a time. Let's just, just do one. Okay. So she was curious about the message. Yeah, the message stuff was messed up, and it's been fixed. We weren't putting the URL of the PID into the right place. There were some code changes on two both sides that caused that problem. It's been fixed. Mm -hmm. The other issue was uh, type a recent contact. That's not the same place. So... We do have a new feature in Messages where you go to respond to somebody when that sent you a message. You have the ability to add other people to the message so that you can type in other contact names and uh, it'll remember the contact names you used, reused, so that it'll, sh it'll shortcut and show you a list. And you can add them to the message and then when you reply, all of those people get uh, that same response to that message. So that's a new feature that's been added into messages. You can start a new message and add a bunch of people on the message and then put in your message and hit send and it sends to all of those people. Sort of like a group, but it's not, you don't reply, you don't get, you know, and when they get it, they see all the people on the message and they can reply to that. And you kind of get a little poor man's uh, group reply kind of thing. So that's new. There's also some new capabilities either out or coming where you can actually attach, your fo attach a photo uh, into the, you put a photo into the message or a temple reservation or I think, that, I think that was there was something else, but I can't remember what it is right now uh, that you can add into the memory. So uh, memories is coming along and it's, it's getting new, uh, new um, features and capabilities. Oh, there, Paraguay is three hours ahead of Utah. Ooh, so that's like you're diligent to stay up. So at ten thirty or something. Yes, you're very diligent to stay up. Um, hey, the next question one. she asked was on that same bar where the link used to be. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Okay, and then the last one it said it would be helpful in the future to be able to organize the messages by creating oh, albums yeah. like we can in memories. Yeah, we don't have any plans. We don't have any plans for you to take messages and group them into folders or anything like that or albums. We have no plans for that. Messages, the messages in Family Search are like text messages. And you can't take two sets of text messages and put them together in a, in a folder or anything. So you, can, you need to think about it like text messages for iPhone or Android. That's really what they are, is a, a text message, but it's on the website. I think this one is very similar to what you were just talking about. It says something's broken in the messaging system. Recently, two people sent me messages asking me to share uh, information. <clears throat> messages no longer show the PID of the person they want. Yeah, same question. So, so that's been answered. I got someone out here said uh, I gave a shout out on the. They liked a new way that source. There's a new feature on the sources, where it shows uh, it shows you a little dotted box uh, underneath the source if there are people in that source that have not been attached. 
people in the source that have not been attached to a PID. And you can click there and it'll go into the source linker and help you hook those up. Now, it's incomplete because there are things like borders uh, are going to show up in there and you don't, there's no place to add, you don't want to add a border to a family and make them a kid or anything like that. So there's some future work we need to do to help you deal with these other non-immediate family members. But it's a nice way to make sure that everybody from the record is placed in the tree someplace. And uh, you can turn that off. There's a little options section. Let me just go verify that. In uh, their sources. Now there's a little option tab you can click, and on the option tab, it has a checkbox called unfinished attachments. You can turn that on and off, and uh, that'll allow you to either see those offerings of not attached from the record, or you can turn them off if they're in your way. Um, uh, okay, so this is uh, uh, just ask right here, and then I'll come back over there. That's fine. This one in the, the feed is, uh, is it true that memories of living people can be seen while they are still living by others? Of course. That's uh, all, all memories are visible to everyone. What we don't do is if you attach that memory to a living person, we do not show the circle with their name on the picture. So they'll see it, but they can't see the name of that person or who they are or anything like that. So we keep the privacy by not, uh, by not showing the circle uh, and the attachment. That's always been the case inside of, uh, inside of Family Tree. If you go to a person that's attached to maybe has a picture of five people and, and four of them are dead and one's alive, you go to each of those dead people, you'll see the same picture. You click it, you'll see all the circles with all of the regular names and then but you won't see the living one unless you put the living uh, tag in if you put a living tag in you'll see it but nobody else will see it so that's how we try to protect it says if so is there a worry of identity theft no it's, then we're not worried about identity theft, identity theft because we don't show any name we don't and they can't get to the bid to look at who they are and anything about them are there certain items we should not add like birth certificates passports marriage certificates etc Yes, I would not add any living uh, records or artifacts that have identifying information like social security numbers, names, and birth dates, and things like that. Do not add those to memories right now. Uh, in the future, we want to provide a way for you to have private memories that we only release maybe after you're deceased or at some time period. We have to decide what that is and provide those options. But don't put any of those in and don't attach them to yourself. It's okay to attach stuff like obituaries from other people. You know, like my sister died and I'm listed in the obituary. I attached her obituary to me because my name was in the list. No one will see that attachment, but certainly people are seeing my name in the obituary because it's public. It's in the newspaper. It's on her side. It's on the newspapers. So anything, though, that has personal identifying information, such as addresses and and uh, birth dates and uh, social security numbers, things like that. Create a little file, and yeah. when you die, it's oh, no. one when, of the children. When we get the private stuff in, then, then you can upload it, and we won't show it to anybody. Well, in the, interim, in the interim, just, prepare a packet, just hold instruct on to it. one of your relatives to do it. Okay. Wait, let's oh, okay. Um, this Kathy, she says, can I vent just a little? Again, it's about the reservation. Is, is, a, is there ever going to be a time when there will be a limit Not as to 
as to many how many people can reserve and then share with the temple. Okay, let me answer that one. Yes, there is going to be a limit on how many names. It's not going to go by names. It's going to go by rows in the reservation list. There's going to be a limit enforced. Yes. Well, yes. she was just commenting that she had contacted a family member and had asked to have the names released. He did, and then he said that he had 25,000 names in his temple system. Yeah. It's frustrating because I want to help these people get their ordinances done, but they're all tied up. I wish there was a way to override the release to the temple system and be able to pull pull there and do their work. <clears throat> Doesn't that happen in ordinance? Okay, already? so what's gonna what's happened? So she also asked, not only is there going to be a limit, but is there a way for me to, even when you share the names to the temple, be able to get those names so that I can do the work? And they're on the temple list too. And the answer is yes. We actually did a, our first uh, automated release in October, first of October. And, and every day we do releases because it's based on when you reserved. And those uh, reservations are shared with the temple. But they're also available for you in the tree. So if you go to the tree, the PID, and that happened to be reservations that we that expired, and we shared them with the temple, they're both in the temple and available for you to reserve. So you just go to that PID, click reserve. We'll take it out of the temple and give it to you, and now it's on your list. Now, the one thing we didn't do that we promised that we would do, and we'll do it later because we were unable to complete it, and we wanted to still enforce the expiration dates, is in the, in the future, not too distant, probably early next year, I don't know exactly when, we're going to keep those uh, shared with temple reservations on your reservation list as shared with the temple, plus they'll be in the, in the, in the temple list for others to pull from, and it will also show on the person page and allow you to reserve those and bring them into your list. So they, they'll have the same rules of whether it's a two-year or a 90-day deal, and so that's the plan. We weren't able to get it all done, so we just removed them from your list, I'm sorry, and then uh, shared them to the Temple, and now they're available for, re for reserving on the tree as well. Uh, Jennifer says, in indexing, who can I talk to about a feature where the cell size can be lengthened or shortened? So Jennifer, just send me an email, ron at familysearch.org with your questions, and I'll review the details that you give, and I'll get that over to the to the right team that needs to take care of that. Hmm. All right. Did we this get is, all of that one? Yeah. Okay. You okay. This is from Teresa. It says, often there are several hints for the same event, but in different formats, such as the marriage index, compilation of marriage records, marriage certificate. Is there any need or benefit to attach all of these sources if they have the exact same information? Well, what will happen is our goal is take the records that we have for you available and get them all attached to the people in the tree. So there's evidence of that. So what will happen is if you don't attach it, you'll keep getting hints saying this record is about that person. And you don't want to say that it's not about that person because it really is about that person. So you don't want to say not a match. Because we review those and look at look at whether we should change our algorithms, but uh, so I would go ahead and attach it. It doesn't hurt. It's not like we're going to run out of the ability to attach sources. And then uh, we're thinking in the future to provide a way for you to 
collapse-like sources, like if it's exactly the same marriage certificate, three copies of it, because there's been some of those. But if there are two documents that are different, that's just more proof and evidence that that marriage is correct. So you want both of those. You want all, of, all the records you can find about the marriage, and you want it attached to defend the fact that that's the proper marriage. So keep on going, keep on attaching, and you'll be fine. Okay. This one is from Mary, and she says, I just need some clarification. Those with lots of names, have their names been given an expiration date? Every reservation in the system has an expiration date. Okay. Just to confirm, did you say that none will be taken away from them, but no more can be added? When the, uh, when the enforcement of the limit of number of reservations occurs, all the reservations you have on your list will remain. They will not be removed, but you won't be able to add any, you won't be able to reserve more. And, and as long as you're over, you won't be able to reserve more. And then remember, the ones you got are going to expire. So they may expire away until you're below the limit and you can add some more or you just need to get them done however you want to deal with that. But the expiration date will be enforced even cool. uh, if for those that are greater than the, than the limit. All right. It says now, do we know what the limit will be? Yes, I know what the limit will be and I'm not telling you. Oh. We will announce that at a particular time when we're ready and, uh, and then everybody will know at the same time. He has secrets he's keeping from me. Yeah. Okay. Um, when the names on a purple person's temple list expire, are they then shared with the temple? Yes, we did. This was since the since our automated expiration, which started January uh, October first. Any reservations that expire will automatically be shared with the temple, so those people are not lost. And once again, even though they're shared with the temple, you can go to the person page and you can reserve them, and we'll unshare it from the temple and give them to you. So they're available to you. Actually, it's even better because now you don't have to ask them to unreserve it in order for you to take it. Just go to the person page and reserve it, and you have it. Okay. This is another part to your question. It says, when names do expire and the person has cards printed, is there a way to avoid duplicating the ordinances if they don't destroy the card and don't check their list? No, of course not. If they don't check their list, so they don't know expired, and they don't check their cards against what's on their list, then there's a potential for duplication. Can't do anything about it. We expect people to check their, they don't have to check their list. They just have to check their messages when we send a message to you and say, you have expired ordinances and these are the names that have been expired. You should be able to go and look at your cards and pull out those name cards and destroy them. And, uh, but people who, you know, usually people have large number of cards don't often come back to family search. They don't often pay attention to family search because they have lots of cards. They're managing it by moving cards from one pile to the next, and they don't. They often don't come back to family search until their cards get depleted to a certain level, and then they'll come back and get some more. By then, uh, that ex that time frame has probably already been gone. So, yeah. and it, this is this is new. I understand because, you know. Um, that's the way people have been doing it for a long time, and we're, we're changing the rules, and we're changing the way it's working, and uh, there is a potential for duplication if they go and, and uh, perform the ordinances for that card when it's already been done. 
but they'll be told, you know, they'll told that it's done, and uh, sometime the temple will stick a sticker on it and say it was a duplicate, and that may alert you to go, go check your cards. Hmm. Okay, I've occasionally seen the ordinances on the page uh, with the green temple, but it says this ordinance can be served, but it has been shared with the temple. Is this the beginning of the change? Is this how it will work when we reserve names from the temple list? That's exactly how it'll work. It'll Very say good. share to the temple, but it's green and it has a request button that's active. That's, that's cool. how it'll work. I didn't like. know that one. I've heard yeah. something June night. It says when we see names like that, should we only reserve them if we are going to do the ordinances ourselves rather than reserve them and then turn around and share them with the temple? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> There's going to be no value to reserve them and turn around and share them with the temple. Actually, I'll have to check to see if you can even do that. We should not allow you to do that because it's already on the temple list. Yeah. You'll share it. We're, oh, yeah, we'll take it off the temple list and then you share it back. It's just worthless. It'll oh. expire anyway. Um, so <clears throat> uh, let me make a note here. I got to do this thing here. Where's my little note thing? I want to say, I'm not supposed to say that. I'm not supposed to say that. Um, Sorry, there's something going on with my iPad and the questions. <laughs> so, I'm going to put a number in and we'll put a thing in here and say uh, block sharing to tempo. And reserved from temple. Question mark. Okay. Okay, there's a question out there from Sherry. Will there be a limit on the number of names here with the temple? Yeah, we just talked about that. I spend a lot of times attaching record hints to distant cousins. Through this activity, I find lots of new names that need their work done. I submit them to the temple because in my lifetime, I would never get these new names done. Terrific. Submitting, <clears throat> submitting to the temple is a wonderful thing. Just submit everything to the temple, and that means uh, all of your relatives will get an opportunity to, to grab those names and do those names. And if you want names, you can pull them back from the temple, or you can keep, you know, keep the few names that have special meaning to you that you want to perform yourself for sure. Otherwise, just share with the temple, share with the temple, share with the temple, and Everybody will be able to take any of those ones you share with the temple. So it's it's just a beautiful system we've put together so that the it's in the temple list and will eventually get done, period. Anything in the temple list will not get lost. It will get done. And so if it's in there, and yet people can still pull it out to take, uh, to have an opportunity to do it. If they don't do it, it goes back into the temple list, and it doesn't get lost. And it goes back into the same place it was in, in line. It doesn't go to the back of the line. So if it was like number 1,000 in the list, somebody re pulls it out of the list to reserve it, waits two years, and it goes and it, and it gets on, expires, it goes to the 1,000th position, the same position where it stood in the temple list. So it goes back to its normal place. It's actually based on date that it was originally reserved or shared with the temple. And so it's just back in line, and it may be the next one up by the time it, it, it goes, or it may be the, yeah, the next one and just gets right into the temple. So that's a perfect way to do it, and a, and a surety that all the names will get done, not lost. <clears throat> Which type of ordinances are the most helpful right now to share with the temple? I just want to find and share those that would be most useful. Well, certainly uh, the youth 
<clears throat> have uh, really caught the spirit of the temple. And there's youth that are going every week to the temple, uh, lots of them. And actually, matter of fact, we're running out of room in temples to, to do enough baptisms for uh, for the youth. Oh, so Our kids in our ward go bananas and bonkers over those yeah. things. The, the most needed ordinances are female baptisms and female confirmations. Um, and then so any any youth baptism and confirmations, both male and female, would be a, uh, just grand to share with the temple if you would like to have them do that. I mean, I don't want you to deprive your family from those opportunities or maybe some uh, ward members that you want to share those with. But if you have those excess, be sure and send those things. The kids would love also, it. female female adult initiatories is another one that that is a little lower than we have uh, when we prefer. We're not going to run out uh, necessarily, but if we have more abundant, we think that that would be uh, nice and helpful. Um, so it's okay for the temple to have a 20-year supply. Yeah, well, it's not personal. To have <clears> they don't have a tw well. Some places they have no 20-year supply. So I'm just it's just all about that they're better to have the supply than us. Yeah, they're all uh, you know. We'll always make sure the temple has enough. Got it. Okay, let's go, to, let's go over here. I've done right. two there. So it says, do you know if the newspapers.com will continue to be a separate su subscription service or might it be merged with Ancestry so that we can access it through our Ancestry account? <clears throat> I don't know. You'd have to talk to Ancestry. My understanding is newspapers.com is not uh, included on any uh, church's uh, accounts that you get for Ancestry. And it is a subscription thing. I've asked that question a couple times, verified it a few times with the partners and with the records folks, and it's a subscription-only thing for now. I have no knowledge about the future of that. You would have to talk to Ancestry about that. That's their products. And they don't they don't share that with us, so I don't know. All right, are you? Uh, this one says, I re Linda says, I received a message today from Prime Search that told me that someone had added one of my photos to an album. I click on it and it shows me the photo, but it does not give me the PID number of the people it is attached to. It certainly should. When you click on a photo, it should blow up the photo, and on the right-hand side, it should have a list of all the PIDs that that picture is attached to. Can you please show the PID number as well as the name? I have attached many photos from my grandmother's collection and don't know everyone that I have attached them to. You just see the name on the side, just click the name. I think it comes with a, with a person card. Uh, or I think it's a person card. Uh, if not, it'll uh, do a uh, control left click and it'll send you that uh, PID. Um, that one's still going. Okay. I don't know if that means anything. You just saw a freeze. Yeah, I just checked and it didn't look good. So I go to memories, gallery. I'm just going to try this right now. What do they see when you click off of this? And they see me staring at the camera, talking. Oh, great. So they could get really stupid looking pictures of us. Huh? That's right. They don't see anything I'm doing. Oh, so. I'm so sorry for the, the stupid faces we make. Yeah, it actually does show the PID underneath the name. So it shows the name. It shows the lifespan and the PID right there next to the name. So you should be able to see all of those right there in the, in the when you click the memory. Uh, so Sherry said, there is no limit to how many names I submit. Correct. There's, uh, you can submit all the names you want to the temple. None of those will count against the limit. Okay, those are freebies. So you can share everything in the temple, and you can share 
lots and lots and lots and lots to the temple, and it will never count against your personal reservation limit. Many names are being done through ordinances ready. I get numerous messages oh, six, day, cool. six days a week. That's terrific. Now you, you're seeing the beauty of the new system that allows others to sort of pick up, and they're, all, they're almost all going to be your relatives because we look for related names first, and yeah. then if they're not, we hand them out to people who don't have related, related names to take. I think they're so having dance the parties up there in heaven when this happens. <laughs> what happens if you share a name of the temple and then you discover it is a duplicate? Merge them. And, and if it's been merged, then we detect that, and then we decide whether the temple gets to keep it or whether or not the – it depends on if the other person that you merge it with has ordinance as well and they've been printed, then we'll, we'll freeze that out with the temple. Cool. Uh, okay, so let's go over there. She's not looking at you. <laughs> at our, she's not looking at her faces. Thank you, Larry. She's Good luck to your students. I hope the grading's going well. Yeah. Okay. Well, All right. This is from Justin. <clears throat> is it possible to customize the feed that displays on the home page to only show my direct line ancestors? Okay. The answer is that no, but we have just released a new feature on the home page. Um, <clears throat> let me tell you what the feature does. It allows you on the home page memory feed. There are three dots, the ellipses is called, three dots in the corner, bottom right-hand corner of every picture. That is usually used to click to report abuse. We've added two more menu options on those memories. One is dismiss this photo. I don't ever want to see this photo again. You click it, and then we'll give you a little undo in case you messed up and picked the wrong one. And uh, if you undo this back, if you leave it, then it, then we'll mark in the system to not ever show you that particular picture, that particular photo. In a, what length of time? Or it's ever. Always, yeah, but I'm saying when does that happen? And The you second you push the button. And then you can still undo it, though. You can still undo it. Okay. So right. that's that's how to get rid of the picture. Okay. Now, another option in this ellipse is to say, I don't want to see anything from this PID, from this person at all. I don't want to see anything, any pictures from you know, from this person at all. So you can click that button, and it'll remove that PID from your set, and we'll never show that PID to you again. So we don't provide a feature right now that says, I only want direct line. We, uh, If you don't want the people that are showing up, just click and say, Remove that PID, remove that PID, remove that PID, and then they won't show up anymore. And you can just keep doing that till all you have is direct line people in your in your uh, feed. So that's what you that's what we've provided just recently. It uh, happened like uh, two days ago or three. And uh, try that and see how that works. So Linda, you're gonna have to send me a screenshot of that because I just did it on my screen and it did show the PID. Yeah, it did. And so, uh, oh, oh, there it is. It will show. Will it show the PID if they attached to a living person? Yes, because you're the only person that can attach it to a living person. You can only attach it to your living. Somebody else attached it to a living. You're not going to see that PID because you can't see anything about other living. Only the living that's inside your private area can you see. You can't see any others in anybody else's private area. If it has to be attached to a PID on somebody else's private area, you're not going to see a PID or nothing. You shouldn't even see the attached. You shouldn't even see the fact that it was attached. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Here's from Terry. Then I'll do it to Judy. Okay. 
This one's from Terry. It said, my sister's on a mission in California, and she was recently told that Family Search is working on freezing your family line so that your tree cannot be changed by others. Is that true? Who did she say said that? She just said that her sister is on a mission, and somebody told her sister out there in California. Uh-huh. Nope. That's not true. Wow. I don't know. That's why it's open-ended. We're not going to freeze things because freezing things prevents others from correcting and adding to. And that's not the purpose of Family Tree. The purpose of Family Tree is to get along with your relatives and work together and get all that data that's spread across all of the generations. Because when they die, you know, mom, you know, sister so-and-so takes something and the brother takes something and the other sister takes something. It's and all scattered. of that gets scattered all across the world and handed down, handed down. And that's all got to come back together. And the only way to do that is to allow them to add that information. So there is no freezing. The only thing we freeze is uh, 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 profits, apostles that are dead, deceased apostles and prophets and famous people, famous people pres some presidents and some notorious people will freeze. Um, but that's it. And so, uh, sorry. Okay, she, the second part of her question is, is um, I share lots of names with Family Search as I can not do all the work myself. Why are ordinances being done out of order? I find that the ceilings are being done way before the endowments. If I have to do my family in order, why not then they that are shared with the temple? Because if, uh, and, and this is okay, policy is good, we can do sealing out of order. They're talking about sealing a spouse because we still keep sending a parent in order. But we're allowed to do sealing a spouse out of order because if we didn't, then they would sit on a person's list until all of the ordinances are done. And there would be no sealings in the temple, by the way, that you could ever do. And so in order to not have all this work built up and pent up in the temple, we have approval to ha allow those ceilings to be done out of order. And that because it's vicarious, because it's for a deceased person, then that is an acceptable policy. And uh, and all of those ordinances that are done, uh, those ceilings that are done out of order, they are not effective, but they are valid, and they're not effective until the other ordinance, the ordinances, earlier ordinances are done. So, um, so if you're so if you have a ceiling to spouse of a parents and you're working on the kid and that ceiling spouse gets done, that's okay, even if the parents' work aren't done, because as that work gets done, then they become effective. So it's perfectly acceptable and it's been approved and it's and it's a policy that's okay. Okay, Judy says I joined late. Usually get my work done within a year of reserving them, and I have about three hundred usually. Okay. Uh, we're not, I don't, not specifying the limit, Judy. Thank you for your comment. Uh, the limit will be announced when it's time for us to turn it on. And uh, we'll let everybody know when that happens. Dave says he can't see the merge button on his phone or tablet. Is there an issue formatting with these two devices? I try to tell him, but he won't believe me. You're the expert. <laughs> oh, boy, they've been buffaloed. Yeah, I don't I, – I know it has merged. I'll look around here while I'm doing this stuff. Let's, uh, let's, uh, what's this, the next one there? Um, this is from Carl. He says, I'm interested in finding my Scottish ancestry. The birth country coloring on the fan chart through color codes off of the United Kingdom. 
since it is the last highest level in the standardized place. Okay. When a country is nested in another country in the database, could the color code uh, key off the lowest level country in the standardized place? I would like to distinguish between England, Scotland, Northern Ireland, Wales. Yeah, unfortunately. Without hovering over each person to find out their card. Yeah, unfortunately, it's just uh, too complex. And he says he also wants to know, is this keying off of their birth location? Yes, it's keying off their birth location. Mm -hmm. But that, that's too complex to have people... Um, you know, go go and have all these. You know, all of a sudden, instead of ten colors, you have a hundred colors. And so is this just, like for United Kingdom, where they're kind of all? This is like the fan chart. In the fan chart, you can say, "Show me birth yeah, countries," and it I've puts in colors, colors, and it just has all the UK stuff together mixed I see. together. Okay. Yeah, it would be nice, but yeah, getting colored like that. All right. So, David, you go to the person. You hit the ellipses at the top right-hand corner, and you select possible duplicates, and then it'll show you the duplicates, and then you can click to merge it. If you want to merge by ID, you go to the same place and click merge by ID. Neener, neener. Well, he apparently knew something, but he doesn't know everything. So you go to the person, and then you go to the ellipses at the top right-hand corner if you're on iOS, and then you pick possible duplicates, and that'll tell you. Um, I just tried on my desktop computer and it did show the PID, but not on my phone app for the photo attached to an album by a family certain. Okay, well, I'll have to go look at that one. You need to write it down or make a mark on it. Here's a question I can answer. It came from Don. It says, Will you be presenting in London? No. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was. It on is a, one of my favorite cities, and I would gladly hop a plane and go. But he was. I was not invited. It's not invited. They had select. They had. We're trying to minimize expenses and costs, and so they were using they, people. They that only local. and they only selected a handful of people to go uh, to uh, uh, to there to London. Okay, so this is the photos attached. To, let's see, it did. So pit, but on my phone app for the photo attached to an album to an album by a family search user, but not on my phone app for the photo attached to an album by a family search user. I don't understand that. Sounds like you're looking at. I thought we were looking at uh, whether the. I have an Android phone. If that makes a difference, yes, it does. Okay, let's see. I don't understand your comment, though, Linda. It, I just tried on my desktop computer and it did show the PID, but not on the phone app for the photo attached to an album. I don't attached to an album doesn't make sense. A photo is attached to a person. A photo a photo can be placed in an album. Wasn't it's not she attached to an the album. One asking questions before. Yeah, she was the one who was asking why I don't see why the don't name. See the PID? No, she yeah, said the name. she sees it on one but not the other. Right. Oh. PID on. Memory tag. I'll ask that question. Android. I don't know. You know. I don't think we show the PID for photos. Well, you put photos in an album and then you. Oh, and that's probably true. So if you're talking about you see the PID of a person that 
everything in the album is attached to. Okay, I'll put that question in there too. I'm not going to get an answer real quick because the guy who does my mobile stuff is off to uh, London. Oh, Todd got to yeah, go. Yeah, Todd got to go. So. Oh, I should have just tagged along. Yeah. Well, I hope Todd has a great time. Okay. Uh, okay. okay. Cindy says, why do my results in a search for a name with a check mark in the exact search of place and year give me everything from 1704 forward when the exact year I was searching for was 1982 in France. So apparently she's getting more hits over the... So you have exact date selected. Mm -hmm. I think it still does a two-year range even though you exact because... Well, according to her, exact date selected and get all kinds of dates. <laughs> Multi centuries. And this is uh, a France a France person. Yeah, this she said it was something occurred, I guess, when in France. At least I assume unless so I'm she's assuming using it's that. a French person. Well yeah, that's what I'm assuming. So Okay. Check into that. Okay. BYU record linking lab. Is it possible to make the iOS and Android versions of the mobile app have the same layout? It makes doing demos with groups a bit harder. <laughs> That's probably Joe. Yeah, I get it, Joe, but the the we can't make it the same because the two systems have different look and feels. And so an Android person who uses Android expects certain behaviors in the Android world, and iOS looks does different. And I'll go look. If you have anything specific about it, you can send me an email about what particular thing. But... Uh, uh, generally, they should be the same. I don't have an Android, so I don't see it, but I know all the menus are in a different place and all the selections are in different places. But that's because that's the standard for Android apps. So send me send me an email, Joe, with more specifics, like some screenshots Is if you're Joe interested. From the conference? No, it's Joe Price from BYU. That's what I'm saying, from the Springfield thing down there. Yeah. Yeah, he was there, but he also goes to BYU family. BYU oh, I know. Education I know. But I wanted to make sure it was right, putting it the was right name. Right, it was the right job. Good. Um, Terry says ordinance ready only brings up available ordinances of our gender. When will we be able to also choose the opposite gender? Like I like to use ordinance ready to find baptisms for my grandchildren to do, who are not of my gender. Great. What I want you to do is I want you to go help your grandchildren get an account on Family Search, and let them push ordinances ready and get those names. There's nothing like the joy, especially to a youth, to see a card printed with their name on it mm -hmm. that they're taking to the temple, and they feel ownership. They feel some special connection, and when Grandma hands them a card that has her name on it, it doesn't mean the same thing. So. Instead of trying to get ordinances for them and handing them the card, get them an account, help teach them to get onto the account, help them help teach them to push ordinance ready on their phone because that's probably got, they have a phone or on the site and have them get their own ordinances. And it will empower them. They'll feel more amazed, more in love with their ancestors, and more desirous to do and learn more about family history. Yeah, it provides a really strong So our intent is to, is to try to get those 
people with accounts so that they can have opportunities and we can provide opportunities to train and teach them. We can't do that if they don't have an account because you're handing cards out to them. I understand that you could still do that if you wish, but we would prefer that they get their own account and then have that joy. Okay. Here's a question and some comments from Don. And it says, you mentioned two sessions ago that the guidelines for seedings have changed. That is all priorities, excuse me, no longer need to be done. Yeah. Would you clarify this? Yeah. So, for example, he says, does this apply only to seeding to spouses or seeding to parents, which would mean you could have a card with, a, with no BCIE and be doing the sealing. And P.S., I'm very grateful for your show. Show? Yes, this. Oh, well, thanks. Um, yes, thank you. The ceilings that we're talking about, the only ones you can do out of order is ceiling spouse. That's the only ones you can do out of order right now. Awareness Ready handles out. Uh, all the rest of them, BCIE and SP, are enforced in order. Um, and I also explained just a little earlier on the on the recording that uh, that the ceilings are valid even if they're done out of order. And that is, uh, they become effective when all the remain all the earlier ordinances are complete. Then they all become effective. So it's not invalid. So it's okay to go ahead and do that out of order. And then he asked a question. He says, "How do I find out when the next family history broadcast will be? Is it published somewhere?" And things, I, you know, the fact that you kind of went for a while, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, I went for a while without publishing, and I go in and put events inside of. Uh, so you, those who were able to join us tonight, saw my late event that I put in last night. Sorry, it was so late. I intended to do it on Wednesday, Monday. He's dependent on our daughter, and now our daughter has moved on and has a wonderful life and is busy living it. Yeah, and so, so I'm learning to pick up those things. He's not so doing I, I too put in well advance. on picking up the slack. Yeah, we're doing it today, and we're going to do it next Thursday mm -hmm. so that we stay off of Halloween. Yep. And um, so that's how, you, if you like the page, I think you have to like the Family History Ron. And then it says he's following you. So you, Yeah, I think following would work too. It'll send you a message and tell you that there's an event been scheduled. Um, so it says it wants to know, is it published somewhere? Is it usually just a thing from Facebook that sends you out a little? Yeah, Facebook sends it too. Okay, Linda, you, you have uh, asked a good question here. She talks about a new feature called Enable Relationship Viewing. Uh, sent me a message from a cousin asking me to enable the relationship viewer, but did not tell me why he wanted to know my relationship. In other words, what person on the tree he was looking at and that caused him to ask for the relationship viewer. Can you include this on the message sent to me to enable relationship viewer? No, well, it's two different things. Um, it, it may not be, it could be on a person. He could be on a memory. He could be on a source. It could be anywhere. Um, uh, what, let me explain what this is, this new feature. So we felt it was important for people to understand that the other people, other users that are changing data or working on your same lines are actually related to you. And uh, we wanted you to be able to see how you're related to those other users so so that you can understand who they are how they're how they're connected to you what descent what what common ancestor you both descend from and and uh, that way you will appreciate who they are and maybe be able to feel more comfortable in creating a relationship of some kind even if it's just through email 
so that you can coordinate your efforts and work together. And the way we did that is instead of instead of putting out a big, you know, click here to allow others to see how you're related, we just we did loud we allowed each individual to say uh, the you open the person card, so you click the person card. That's the card that shows up when you click a contact name. It pops up and on there you'll see uh, the name, the contact name, you'll see a little if you haven't enabled a relationship viewing, it'll have a prompt to uh, ask you to enable relationship viewing. If it's uh, if you have a relationship viewing but the other person doesn't, then it has a prompt that says send a message to them to, to invite them to enable relationship viewing. It's sort of a community kind of growth thing we're trying to do. Mm -hmm. Cool. And then if you both enable then you can click it on the name and you'll see how you're related to that person. And it's very focused on just that and not so much about what PID he's on because he's not always on a PID. Okay, it could be on different things in the system wherever you contributed. Uh, so that's what's about. You can, um, I, I'll, I'll put something in there to see if we want to put a PID in there when there is a PID. Don't know if we want to do that because it'll make it so it's variable, right? Does it have a PID or not have a PID? Do we do, do something differently, things like that? Mm -hmm. So PID on message to enable. And then I'm not sure how knowing the PID would help you decide whether you want to share that or not. Message to enable relationship viewing. Okay, so is anybody out there that's turned this on? And has anybody uh, actually seen, uh, you know, discovered some relatives that are on the site working together? That'd be great to see. If you want to like put out a little post to this video to say, hey, yeah, I I did it and found you know three cousins, and it's great. It allows you to get that relationship, understand you know how they're related, and and feel like you know them. It's sort of the the idea, the concept was like we have relatives around me at Roots Tech. Yeah. And so the idea was to have relatives around me at family search so how is everybody related and who are these people that are coming into the tree and changing things or adding things i really like to know who they are and it gives you a way to know how you're related before you necessarily communicate with each other uh, in a more direct way oh that's cool sherry there added a thing that says she helped her grandson get an account and showed him how to do ordinance ready, and all the names that he clicked to bring up were all ones that she had shared with the temple. Of course, because the, we walk on the same line, so they'll find those uh, those who shared the temple. Okay, uh, let's see. We got one more, Sri, or something? We a have more? one question left on my list. We only have one question left? That's it. We're done. My so gosh. People better submit some more questions. That I'm or just going to be staring. Or he may... Next time will be this. Or he may try to do magic for you, which is oh, not doing. Okay, here's the last question from Jennifer. This is my list. It says, "I was, where has the attached source to Family Search gone on my heritage? I was using it quite extensively. Where did what go? Attached thing on my heritage. You don't know because you don't. Oh, yeah, I know about that feature. And it says I was using it quite extensively, and it disappeared sometime in the past week, and the date was. This this week, the Tuesday of this week. So well, here I guess it is. He does know. Attach source 
on family search uh, disappeared. Okay, I'll let the partner group know and uh, we'll have them contact them tomorrow. And hopefully it gets fixed. And then tell them to go fix it. Okay. That's it for me. Okay. Uh, Sue was wondering where can you turn on this feature? This feature can be turned on if you go to your uh, settings. So click on your name, go to settings. And it's on the it's on the contact tab, contact tab. That's the one where you uh, get to decide whether you show the email or you show uh, phone number or address or something. And there's a new one at the very bottom called enable relationship viewing, and you need to read what it what you're enabling. It it uh, you if you check it on, it, you agree to show others how they're related to you, your display name. Well, it's not really your display name. It's your yeah, display name, your portrait and family tree, if there's one on the tree, and then any shared ancestors. So we don't show any living. So just like, uh, just like on relatives around me, we don't show the living. We only show you. And then if you're, you have living parents, we won't show those. We'll just have little circles for them. And then, uh, then you'll see the rest of it. You'll see your whole line. They won't see your whole line, but they see their line. They won't see all of yours. So that's where you can enable it. That's also where you can disable it if you choose to stop doing that. Now, when you enable this, you're enabling it for every user who has a family search account, okay, and happens to click on your contact name. Uh, so it's not like you're enabling it for each person that asks. You only enable it once, and it's on for everybody. And the only time you two connect that way is if both sides have enabled it. Then we'll allow that to occur so that it's very, it's, it, you can control your privacy. Okay, uh, let's see. I got a couple more minutes. What else here? Uh, Linda, he doesn't necessarily have to be on the person to, to send you a message. He can type in your contact name in the message center. He could. Uh, uh, that's probably yeah. It's either there or in the, some person that you're on, or a memory. If you if you added a memory to person, um, that may or may not be in your direct line. He may click there, and and that's when they do that. So the time they can send you a message is wherever you contributed something. They click on, and then uh, they can send you a message. Uh, through merges, I have lost Temple Origins for his individual. I disagree. It cannot be done. Family search support does not want to fix this for me. They want me to call them and fix it that way. Why can't they just fix it for me? I don't know what you'd have to give me specifics, Karen. There are no ordinances lost, absolutely none, that are lost during a merge or when you unmerge or restore. All the ordinances are put in the right places. What could happen is if you you thought the ordinances on this one were correct and, and this one has other ordinances that were done earlier and you merge the two together, the earlier ordinances would be shown. It also takes sometimes a couple or three minutes for us to recalculate all the ordinances that have changed every time. You know, there's lots of merges going on still, and so we got a lot of recalculating to do, and it could take several minutes for that calculation to get done. So once you merge, when you just merge and see the screen, it's not going to be correct. So you have to wait a few minutes and click hit refresh. Some have seen it pretty quickly. 15, 20 seconds, but it can be up to two or three minutes 
You just refresh the screen and it's all good. Every time I've gotten an email from somebody that says, hey, this is all messed up, here's my screenshot. When I go get the email and I go look, it's all looking good. So just give it a little time and patience, refresh the screen, and I believe you'll see what you would expect to see. But remember, we only show what's called effective ordinances. These are the ordinances that were done first. So if one had a baptism in 1910 and this one had a baptism in 1909 and they were merged, then the 1909 one was show, but not the 19 and 10. Okay? So try that. If it doesn't, go back to that PID, refresh. If it doesn't look right, send me an email with a screenshot of the person if you could so I can see and then what you would expect to see there, and I'll go take a look at it. All right? Did I tell us how many currently in the big tree I had a power outage? No, I haven't told anybody about that. No, you didn't. Let me see if I have that information. Last time it was what? Well, I got a new system that I can do. Oh, I have to bring up my email. Oh, let me just do it over here. I think I got it over here. Uh, we have a, it was I, we, a number. We have some new it. system now that sends me an update every week. And uh, let's see if I can find it here. Uh, I got one this one this week. Trees. Trees. Cold front has just arrived. I can hear it blowing all the leaves off of our trees. I need to remember that URL and I can't remember how to see. Well, last time wasn't it close to half a was it half a billion? Was it four hundred and sixty four hundred and something last time? Oh, and we wanted the largest tree, the largest single tree, right, too. I mean, that's what he's asking for, right? Uh, yeah, in, in the big tree. All right, let me go look a different way. This isn't as up-to-date. This one is once a month, and the other one is uh, every week. So let me see. Tree size. He apparently can't find it. Got too many URLs. Maybe for next week we can do it. All. What I need to do is I had the URL in the in my thing. Let me see. So maybe I put it in dashboards. Tree graph statistics. Okay, so as October the first, the big tree has five hundred and four million. 418,768 in the big tree in family search. Yeah, and, right I, and I say, and that's why I told you it's just amazing to see this kind of stuff because the next biggest size is uh, 20, uh, 24,950. So it's really amazing to see that we're all really one family. Yeah. Larry sent you a question. Okay, well, I'm running out of time here, so let me see. Where's the question? Larry's right there. The, the, the two Will family search start doing two-way security authentication like the church website does? We also do it. You know, we're, uh, we're not planning on that. She's talking about two-step verification where you log in, 
put your password and then we send you a text and you type in the the thing so we have no plans for that as far as i know uh, for family search uh, let's see if I can finish off these questions. David says, when someone uses the relationship viewing to get a notice that someone looked at you. Oh, I guess he wants to be noticed. Do you get notice that someone looked at you? No, you don't. We just do it. You wouldn't want all those messages anyway. Um, I just love these new features. You seem to create them before we knew that we even wanted them. <laughs> Thank you, Sue. That's nice to know that what we're building is useful and valuable and, and fun sometimes. If you merge after a gender has been changed, family search support will need to fix it. That is correct. So if you have a person in a tree that was male and there's male ordinances on that person and you change the sex to female, then we lock those ordinances and you can't see them. You'll actually see the words not available on the ordinance tab. Yeah. And then if you merge that with other people, it doesn't matter, you're gonna see not available. So if you see a not available on a person, you do need to contact support. They're pretty quick, so you need to contact support. They review the materials on there, and they correct the ordinances so that the, the ones that are not valid anymore because of the sex get taken care of. Um, thank you, Shanna, for pointing that out. Oh, she's she's got a comment on Here is what they said. Oh, they want to guide you on the phone. Yeah, they want to talk to you instead of try to send you uh, an email instruction. So just, yeah, a case. Okay, let me get that case number down. Oh, no, they created the case for you, I guess. Did you create the case? Karen, just send me an email with it, with about that stuff, and let me look at it. I'm just getting on here in North Carolina. I appreciate your help greatly. Thank you. Sorry that you're just barely getting on. We're about to finish. But glad to have you, and please listen to it from the beginning. Hopefully, I'll have answered some questions that would be helpful. And he can post it without a problem. Yeah, so there's Shanna that so tells you how they do it to fix the PIDs with the, uh, yeah, with the uh, ordinances that are messed up. So, yeah. All right, everybody. You folks are great. You are. You're wonderful, and thank you for all you do and for the support you give and what you do for everybody, what you do for the church and for the world. As I said before, even uh, there's there's more non-members getting on the system now than members, yep. and uh, they are forever changed because of the work you've done. So you're blessing everyone. You really are. You're blessing all of God's children. So thank you very much. Yep. Please have a good night and a great week, and we'll see you. We'll see you next Thursday. Next Thursday night. All right. Bye. Take care. Bye bye. That's going to do it for us today. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Family History Ron. So what can you do to support us and helping us with our goal of sharing family history with the world? Well, let me give you a few things you can do right now. First, you could head to Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this podcast and give us a five-star review. By boosting our reviews, it puts us to the top of the list, which lets our podcast be seen by a whole new group of people, which means more people, more listeners, and the more people we get to educate. Second, you could leave a review on the podcast and let us know what you love about it. It always helps us know what to create more of for you. Third, you could share the podcast with those you know who love genealogy and history as much as we do. 
Those three things are super simple. You could do them in five minutes even, and it would help us boost and share our knowledge with those around us. Lastly, if you want to catch Ron live, because he's always way more fun when he's doing hand actions and drawing you crazy pictures on his whiteboard, (laughs) then head over to Facebook, search Family History Ron, and follow or like the page. We go live twice a month. It's always on a Thursday, and they start at 7.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. We can't wait to see you there.